Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. So today I wanted to talk about my discomfort with the HSP or highly sensitive person label. Now, the reason that this label makes me uncomfortable is because, in my opinion, and I'll break this down, HSP traits are basically autistic traits. And the, the only difference with HSP is you're not naming, uh, you're not naming autism. Now, the reason I, I feel uncomfortable of that, about that is, is that you're, it's, it's basically people's, um, it comes from internalized ableism because it's, it's basically, in my opinion, a person that identifies with HSP symptoms is essentially identify when you break it down and I will do this, it, they're essentially identifying with autistic symptoms, but they want to say, oh, I am this, I have these symptoms or um, these characteristics without saying that it's autism, without saying that, I'm, oh, I am autistic. They want to say I am HSP instead of saying I am autistic because they're, they're thinking of um, saying uh, that they're autistic as an inherently bad thing. And I understand that when you say that, you're subject to a lot of ableism and prejudice and uh, stigma. But <clears throat> my whole point with this whole thing is we need to destigmatize autism. We need to destigmatize ADHD. We need to destigmatize the disability. So this is why it's so upsetting to me when people use other labels to dance around the word autism because they don't want to use the word autism. And it's fine. Like everyone, I'm not saying like, no, no one can use like, it's fine, like, people can use the label they want. But I'm just saying that it's problematic when you're using a certain label to avoid naming a disability that you have because you're, because there's stigma around the disability, you're just feeding the stigma. It, it feels like you're, you're feeding the, uh, when, when people use HSP instead of autistic, they're feeding the stigma around the word autism and it being regarded as, um, as a bad word or autism being regarded as a bad thing, like we're not going to be able to destigmatize autism and destigmatize disability in general if we keep using these labels um, as a replacement. Now I'm gonna get in, I'm, I'm, because I promised I would do this, I'm going to list off uh, just a few HSP traits that I've found out there, and I'm sure there are more that I could list off and. You, might um, sound a lot like autism as well, but let me name some. So, sensitivity to lights and sounds. Sensory overload, hmm, like autistic people have. Interesting. Sensitivity to caffeine and medications. Hmm, like a lot of neurodivergent ADHD autistic people have. Interesting. Feelings of overwhelm in crowded places. Hmm, 
like a lot of autistic people have, okay? Feeling more drained than others after spending time with people. Another classic characteristic of autism. High masking, low support needs autism, but nonetheless autism and you know, we need to show people that there are different ways that autism can present. It's not just one way or the other. And anyways, moving on. Affected by the energy and moods of the people around them. Oh my god, another trait of autistic people. Um, there are a lot of autistic people, not everyone, but mm, it's pretty common with autism. Startled easily. Okay, what does that remind me of? Autistic meltdowns. Hmm. Difficulty with transitions and change. Another classic characteristic, characteristic of autism. Avoids violence in television and movies. Now, this depends also, and it, a lot of these, I'm sure, you know, not every autistic has, person has, but it is also very common with autistic people to be sensitive to uh, extreme violence and such. So, yeah, you know, basically... Oh my god. Yeah, so, because I'm just reading this, uh, this stuff about HSP from this website called Ch Choosing Therapy, and... Seems like a good website, seems like a good description of HSP traits, but once again, like, so many things what it's talking about, the, the, HS, the HSP traits, just like autistic traits, and now it's talking a little bit of the, about the HSP experience. And, and look at, uh, listen to this. When you are young and unaware of your high sensitivity, you may feel extremely overwhelmed. You may experience overwhelm with sensory input like sights and sounds and your emotions as well as the emotions of others. Okay, this is very relatable to my autistic experience and the autistic experience of other autistic people I've spoken to. Hmm. American culture does not fundamentally value sensitivity like some other cultures. So HS HSPs can feel though as there is something wrong with them, as if they are oversensitive or weak. Wow, just like autistic people feel, like just what I've been talking about, one of the things I've been talking about on this podcast for the last 120 episodes about my autistic experience. Like, okay, this is, this is just screaming autism without saying autism to me. This can bring additional stress around being an HSP on top of the... Uh, okay, I'm not going to read any more of this because it's I already got the point across and most of you are probably tuned out by now. Um, but yeah, you know, it's very astonishing. I mean, I had been hearing about this and I had been reading about this and and I had noticed the, the similarity to um, in between highly sensitive person and autism and like noticing like wait a second like this this looks just like autism and it's not even just one symptom or the other or one trait or the other however you want to call it it's it's basically everything it's like the whole characterization of this condition 
is basically like autism and and so that's why what it's a why it's alarming and then i see it more and more and it's alarming to me because at the same time that it's great that you know people are using this label to, as a way to better accept and understand themselves it's actually harming the autistic community and the the work of autistic advocates that uh, were which is focused around destigmatizing autism because it's keeping autism stigmatized by not just naming it why don't we just say hey this is autism i'm autistic this is one kind of presentation of autism autism isn't the stereotypical high support needs young white male autism can present like this as well like this is the whole point this is one of the whole points of doing this podcast is to show different ways that different brains can work to show different ways that autistic people can present different ways that autism can look like you know because autism doesn't have one specific look so it's really frustrating to me to see people be open about their neurodivergence or their autism or their ADHD without being open about it without naming that it's autism or ADHD because then you're just keeping it stigmatized you're not we you're not destigmatizing it because what what we need is people speaking out about their experiences and showing the different ways that these conditions can present can, because then we destigmatize it then people are like oh interesting i didn't see it that way and then there's more understanding about it and then it becomes destigmatized and then more people become comfortable talking about their traits and and talking about their experiences with autism and then the conversation around autism then begins to change from a more pathologizing more negative perspective to a more neurodiversity affirming perspective where we just better understand different brains and how they were how they work instead of pathologizing and traumatizing autistic people from a young age for not behaving in traditional neuronormative um neuronormative mold neuronormative molded ways anyways i'm getting off track again as is typical with adhd brains but um i hope you enjoyed this episode um i hope you were able to get something out of it thank you for listening and i'll see you next time